Hello and welcome to the Grace Avenue Church Podcast. As you listen to this message, I pray that you're built up, encouraged through God's Word, and I pray that His Holy Spirit leads you and guides you in the way that you should go. I pray that He gives you answers for your questions, healing and help for your life. Most importantly, I pray that this Word helps you to become more like Jesus and a greater influence for Him in our church and in your world. Now, let's grow together. Enjoy the message. Good morning, Grace Avenue. How's everybody doing? Sounds like there's some faith in the room. I mean, come on. If you, did y'all notice that theme in the worship set? There's like, I mean, God, I'll take you at your word. I don't, I don't care what you say. I'm going to go, right? And, and then speaking that cancer is going to disappear, I mean, I think that that takes faith, right? Um, speaking of, uh, Victoria Goodrich, it's so good to see you. Um, without drawing a lot of attention to you, I just wanted to say, um, I was so blessed to see you worship this morning. It's so good to see you here, church family. We've, uh, on behalf of our church and the family, we've been praying for you, and we love you. We thank you. And I wanted to say God is pleased with your worship. I felt that. So um, it's amazing. So can we celebrate uh, just what God has done in her life? Miracle healing and still believing in Jesus' name. Um, yeah, so there was so much faith in, 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 in the worship atmosphere. I didn't want it to stop. I'm like, I guess I, guess I got to bring a word. I mean, <laughs> but I'm like, can we go back into the set? Can we like cut this a little, a little short? Um, but um, my name is Henry. I am one of the staff pastors here at Grace Avenue. I'm not Pastor Daniels, for those of you who are joining for the, uh, for the first time. Thank you so much for being here. But our pastors are on vacation, well-deserved vacation so um, they are getting some time of rest, and that's a command, right? God said we should all take a Sabbath, so uh, we're praying for them. We're hopeful that this time is restful for them, but um, I get the opportunity to continue the Kingdom House message and series, so, um, but before we get into that, I wanted to just start off and say it's an honor and it's a privilege uh, to be able to speak today, and who I bring up here with me is... Uh, my family, my beautiful wife, my daughter, and many, 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 many men that I feel like have actually stepped into a new season in their journey by, um, by just saying yes. Um, what I mean by that is uh, today we're going to be talking about making disciples, and I can think of countless names and, and people that have reached out that have said, hey, Pastor Henry, thank you for what you've done in my life. Thank you for guiding me. Thank you for that incredible, encouraging word, um, like privately. So that's who I'm bringing up here. I'm bringing up um, me. I know you only see me, but what, what you see, if you can see past that, you see many men who have come to me to tell me that. So I let you know that to say that today's word is going to hold a little weight with it, all right? It's not just me preaching topically, okay? There's some fruit attached to what I'm saying today, okay? So, um, and that's good. It's good to look at the fruit. It's good to see that God is, uh, you know, kind of saying, hey, you've, you're doing good along the way, all right? So, but um, before we get into that, I wanted to just say and take a moment and, and honor our pastors. Um, you know, it is an incredible opportunity when, um, when I or anyone gets an opportunity to preach and to speak, and I don't take that lightly. And so I honor you, pastors, Daniel and Janelle. I am the man today um, I'm a better husband and father and, and pastor because of your leadership, and I honor you and I thank you for the opportunity. So can we give it up? If you love your pastors, can we just celebrate them? Amen. 
Okay, today we are picking back up with the Kingdom House series, and we've actually spent the entire summer talking about the Kingdom House series, and we've covered, you know, um, we've covered multiple weeks, and I'm going to do a super quick little recap. It's not going to do it justice, so if you need to catch up, I want to encourage you to go to the podcast and listen through to uh, weeks one through five, and we are in week seven, and I'll do the math for you in just a little bit. Okay. Um, so week one, we talked about reaching the unsaved. Okay, we talked about that Great Grace Avenue. First of all, the Kingdom House series, let me put this, let me set this up a little bit, is all about who we are as Grace Avenue. Okay, this is our mission. This is the vision that our pastors have for this house. So if you come, maybe you're attending for the first time today, welcome, but you're already family, okay? Um, welcome, and also if you've been attending and you've not quite um, attended our uh, Welcome to Church lunch, I almost said dinner, which was a previous season, but Welcome to Church lunch, there's an opportunity to do so at the end of the month. That's a plug that's not in my notes. Um, however, uh, that is how you cross over from just attending on a Sunday to belonging to family. And um, so the Kingdom House series is all about conveying who we are, who we are as, a, uh, as a house. And so as you look at your booklets, um, you're going to see the weeks from uh, one through seven, which we'll touch on today. But week one, we talked about reaching the unsaved, and we understood that we are not a social club. Okay, Grace Avenue is not a social club. We don't look to just build ourselves. We actually go and reach the unsaved, those that don't know Christ, okay? So, come on. Yeah, we, that is exactly who we are. Amen. Y'all can help me preach. I'm okay with that. Uh, week two was all about serving people, okay? So serve people. We believe serving moves the church forward. This is how we, we, we connect with one another. We do that very well, I will say, on Sundays and throughout the week. Uh, week three was all about healthy relationships, and um, I know so many of us had something deposited into us about healthy relationships and how it's such a gift, um, Pastor Daniel conveyed. Week four, however, was probably one of the most important weeks, and these are words from our pastor, that was prayer and presence, and um, he conveyed with Pastor Courtney so well, and he helped us understand that it was Christ, it was Jesus who often withdrew to be in the presence of God and to pray. Amen? So, I ask you, have you been implementing that? Don't answer out loud in your heart. If you've not been praying, here's your chance for a reminder. Hey, it's not about the doing and making sure you check it off a list. God really, really, really wants to connect with you, okay? Um, let's, so let's go to the presence. That's where we get filled up. That's where we get more of these um, words for people. This is where we can get some vision and clarity for, for our lives. Anybody need that? I know I do. I know I do. So you will find me praying early and often. We have an essentials class that, um, that conveys praying, and it is like an open text line of communication. Like in the morning, I will wake up and say, Lord, you are so worthy, and I won't close that all day. I, I don't say... Amen, I'll see you tomorrow. It's like, all right, in traffic, Lord, I rebuke the enemy of whoever's driving in front of me right now in the name of Jesus, right? So he gets all my prayers. He gets all, all the prayers. So uh, week four was about prayer and presence. Week five, though, however, is about God's supernatural power. And um, I truly, truly believe that there was a shift in the atmosphere when this week happened. And that was helping us know that there's more at work within us than just our efforts, so we can only do so much 
on our own strength, but God's divine power at work within us by the power of the Holy Spirit, there's more accessible to us. Are we stepping into that? So Pastor Daniel was uh, uh, letting us know about God's supernatural power. So last week was supposed to be week six, okay? However, God had other plans, and we are totally fine with that, okay? Did anybody get anything from last week's unfinished business message? I truly, truly believe that many are actually came back because of what the Lord spoke to you specifically. If you did not hear that message, can I just encourage you, go back, listen to that podcast, and get ready to take notes. Um, Pastor Daniel came up, and he said, we're actually not going to do the Kingdom House series. I feel like I have a prophetic word from the Lord. I feel like I need to speak that out. And we've had dozens and dozens of stories of people coming forth and saying, thank you so much for conveying that. I feel like you were talking to me. And personally, honestly, I felt seen. I felt heard in my prayer time. So um, I hope that sells it for you. But uh, go back and listen to um, the unfinished uh, business message. It was so powerful. All that to say, today's week seven. I know the math doesn't add up, but God's math never adds up, okay? (laughs) You probably know, if you're taking a, a step of faith, it's like from A to S, and then we're going back to C, and then, nope, we're going to B, and then B, we're going, oh, we're all the way to F again. Okay, so that's God's math for you, and math, if you notice, God uses letters, so there's that. <laughs> Today, we're going we're gonna to jump to week seven, okay? Week seven, so we're talking about make disciples, making disciples. This is what we do here at Grace Avenue. This is what we're actually called to do as Christians and believers, okay? So the title of the message is Make Disciples. Scripture I wanted to start us off with is 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18. And it says this, as the Spirit of the Lord works within us, we become more and more like him and reflect his glory even more. Amen. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for the opportunity to come before your presence Thank you that we, uh, every time we draw near to you, we draw near to us, and when we do that, we reflect your glory, not for ourselves, not because we want to look good, but because we have an opportunity to be a light to those around us, in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 All right, I wanted to start us off with a story about my daughter. Um, she, we, I was picking her up from summer camp this past week, it's the last week of summer camp, okay, and um, we were sitting around, I, I took her to my dad's house, and we were having dinner. Um, it was kind of early, because I like dinner early, um, like very early, uh, like four o'clock early, okay? Um, I just got judged by all of y'all, all right, thanks. <laughs> so we're, we're around the table, I'm with my dad, I'm with my daughter, and uh, we're eating Chick-fil-A, and I get out my phone because I realized that there's a sports uh, event that I wanted to watch, and it was on that early. So I, I took out my phone, I got it all logged in, I used JJ's login. Hallelujah, JJ, thank you so much for being so generous. You're so amazing. Um, but no, you can't claim him, okay? He's been extended and generous to me. So I get logged in, and I, I get it set up, and I'm like, yes, I get to watch. And then Livy, like, uh, my daughter, she, she hits the table, she says, Daddy, no phones at the table. I'm like, that'll preach, right? Um, and I, at first I was like, excuse me? Do you know how this works? Like, that's not the dynamic. This is, I tell you. Okay, whatever. I tell you. So I actually, I, 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 I took, a, took a moment and I learned to listen. And she was like, first, I'm going to share about my day. 
and then grandpa's going to share about his day, and then you share about your day, and then I, I was like, oh, wow, like, she's actually, she caught something that I didn't tell her we are to do, but she took that, and, and for me, I settled, I was actually preparing my message, and the Lord said, she's your little disciple, there you go, growing up in the Lord and doing the things, so I just want to encourage you, hey, if you have electronics, maybe it's best if we turn them off around the table and connect with our, our families, um, you'll, you'll, you'll grow in a, in, a, in a real true way. So that's where I'm going. We're making disciples. That's what we're called to do, okay? All right. Um, so as we continue this series, um, as you know, we are called to make disciples. But in order to do that, we need to define what a disciple is, okay? Can we do that? All right. Disciple is a learner who seeks to become like the one whom he or she is following. So then the goal of discipleship is to help people become progressively like Christ in character and in conduct and in attitudes and in actions, okay? So it's all of these things. Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 11.1, which is super profound and kind of bold, okay? He says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And I think so often... We don't say that to people, and here's the reason why. We know ourselves, and we know what we do. At the end of the day, the only person that knows us better than us is God, right? And so often we, dis- we disqualify ourselves from saying that. But Paul said this, and so we are to step into that, which basically says, here, look, do what I do. Become who I'm becoming is what we're telling, we should be telling people. That's what discipleship is. Jesus Christ gives us the model and instruction to us found in Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20 says this. It's known as the Great Commission, and this comes actually after he's resurrected, okay, which means it's probably a pretty big deal, right? So he's died He's resurrected. He's come back, and he's telling the disciples this. I think it's important that we hear his words, all right? Are we ready to read this? Okay. He says, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. I love that. He first asserts his authority to say, hey, here I am, here I've been, and now I'm both given authority in heaven with my Father and on earth. He says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this. I feel like I needed to hear this too. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So in an effort to continue to make disciples here at Grace Avenue, we've identified five attributes of a disciple. And the first, if you're taking notes, is that disciples are full-time students. Disciples are full-time students. You see, before Christ, we thought we knew it all, right? We can't learn anything from you. You've not been on the journey that long. Um, there, we, we think we know it all. So there isn't anything we don't know. At least that's kind of the posture and hopefully, when we choose Christ, that starts coming off of us. If not, um, 
it's time to understand. We probably don't know a lot and know it, know it all. Um, this is not in my notes, but I remember Pastor Daniel saying um, something along the lines of, any person that you interact with, you can learn something from them. It doesn't matter what journey they're on. Um, it's that humble spirit, it's that teachable spirit, right? And it's understanding that as full-time students, God is almost always trying to teach us something, whether life circumstances or, or situations, okay? Can we relate? Yes? Yeah, absolutely. I know I can. So it's back to school season, right? Sorry for the teachers. I'm sorry to bring it up, but that's the reality where we're at, okay? It's back to school season, um, and all the parents said, amen. Yes, we get, some, we get some schedules back in place. We get to, hey, at least for a few hours, let's go and give them back to their, to their students. Uh, however, there's a lot more homework coming my way, I know, to help, um, but I'm ready to step into that. Um, so it's back to school uh, season, and what, what I'm saying is that what do students need to succeed in school? They need supplies, right? They need maybe some notepads to take notes. They need to ask questions, okay, right? They need maybe to work together for some group projects and to submit a grade over to see how they work well with one another, okay? Um, they need to apply all the things taught so that they can move on to the next grade, okay? And if we relate that to our natural lives, we need some supplies, right, for the tools that we're learning in on this walk. We need some, maybe a notepad or two to take some notes from, from uh, maybe somebody who's gone along the journey further than us that we can learn from, okay, um, from our, our teachers or our mentors. We need to ask some questions, okay, if we want to grow in this walk. Um, and we might need some life tests, Okay, we don't always talk about that or the reality of that, but we need some live tests to see how our faith is doing along the way. And we oftentimes, uh, myself included, for sure, almost maybe at the top of this list, uh, shy away from that instead of lean in. But God is always asking us to, to lean into those moments. Luke 6, verse 40, this might not be on the screens, but it says this, students are not greater than their teacher, but the student who is fully trained will become like the teacher. If you want that scripture, it's Luke chapter 6, verse 40. A disciple of Jesus is to be like his teacher in his attitudes and actions, character and conduct. So the second attribute of a disciple is this. Disciples embrace uncertainty. Disciples embrace uncertainty. And you know, oftentimes we tend to view, kind of to my first point, interruptions or uncertainty as inconvenience, okay? I don't know if that's you. I know for sure that's me, and I would probably guess more than 50% of men. I'm here representing you all, so <laughs> you're welcome. I know that this is an area for sure for me, one of the hardest areas to work out of is uh, uncertainty. And, uh, you know, I could, because I consider myself a pretty regimented person and disciplined person and pretty predictable person, however, if things are not aligned, if they're not going the way that I want, my wife's already nodding on the front row, like, yep, 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 I, I kind of get, I, I get a little scattered. I get a little, she would call it... Um, there's a whirlwind of emotions going on right now. I'm going to steer clear and get away from that. Uh, I would say 
it's my growing, it's my growing season, okay? That's what I'm growing in. I'll put a spiritual cover in it. Like, this is an area I'm growing in. Um, but God is always, he's always in the interruption, okay? And so uh, what I want to help you know is that one of the most uncertain times, actually personally in my life, was before Grace Avenue, and it was in my early 20s. I had been asked to leave a church, okay? Uh, before you feel bad, don't, because I was a promiscuous punk kid that needed to be asked to leave a church, okay? <laughs> yes, Pastor Henry was asked to leave a church, okay? I have a pass, okay, yes. I'll tell you all about it. Catch me in the lobby. Um, now, uh, that was a very uncertain time in my life because I remember being connected to a, a, a church, and I had only known about God through this church family. So to be asked to leave, I literally felt, I didn't share this in the first service, um, but I literally felt like homeless. I felt the weight of uh, uncertainty, not knowing what my next step was. So I would go and visit a church, fill it out. I was doing the church hopping thing before it's, it's before now. <laughs> and I remember, um, I could, the best way I can describe this is I was not covered. Like I felt like I was exposed. I was, I was vulnerable to the enemy. And I remember the Lord spoke to me and said, hey, go check this church out. And I did. And they had a young adults uh, service happening, and so I went to check out the young adults service. There was this pastor who had long hair and a beanie and kind of co- dressed kind of cool, was preaching grace and truth, had empathy, and then I was like, man, I can follow this man. And we connected after service, and that man is Pastor Daniel. That is how, come on, yeah. That man has changed my life. However, it came out of a season of uncertainty. What I'm saying is uncertainty is not the enemy, okay? Uncertainty can be an opportunity. It can be an opportunity for you to step into what God wants you to step into. The third attribute of, I put five up. The third attribute of a disciple is disciples seek first the kingdom. Disciples seek first the kingdom. This is probably one of my favorite scriptures. Matthew 6.33 is probably one of my favorite scriptures. Um, But when we're born, we're actually inclined to first seek ourselves, right? I can prove this. Toddlers, one of their first words is what? Mine. Mine. Well, yeah, no, too. Yeah, (laughs) No, mine. Oh, yeah, they do have a little attitude, right? No, mine. No, mine. Uh, but as disciples, we're actually called to seek first, not mine. We actually shelf that and we say, yours. So um, maybe you're saying, I, Henry, I, I actually do seek first. I wake up early, 5 a.m., the Lord has me wake up. <laughs> and he has me go to my knees. And I pray for 45 minutes only to open the word for 30 minutes and then he has, he puts these people on my heart, and I rebuke the devourer off of my friends and family. Uh, some of y'all are like, what does rebuke the devourer mean? <laughs> I, and I'll say, you're a better Christian than I am, okay, first of all. The second thing, though, is a question I want to ask you, if you're seeking first the kingdom, is, are you tithing? Are, are, are we tithing? Where's our money going? If, if, we're, if we're seeking first the kingdom... Is, 
Are we, are we giving God his first? That, that's kind of important, okay? It's kind of important to understand that God owns everything. The cattle on a thousand hills is what the Bible says. And actually, when we tithe, it, it's not, it's a command. It's not a suggestion. However, he's not pushy. But we might be robbing God of an opportunity to bless us. And, it's, and it's, I'm not, please hear me, I'm not trying to preach prosperity. We don't give to get, but God does want to bless his people, and God does want to bless his children. However, it takes our actions to step into that. So seeking first the kingdom is not just in our hearts, it's the work of our hands. Amen? Okay, ask yourself this question. When I need guidance to make decisions, where do I go first? Do I go to a godly counsel, maybe pastors, leaders, teachers, or do I go to Google, or do I go to friends in that profession that I need help with, okay? This would be considered seeking God first, seeking his church first. The fourth attribute of a disciple is this, disciples are made to minister, Disciples are made to minister. You see, when many of us attend church for the very first time, we attend for ourselves, right? We come in. Y'all are looking at me kind of funny. Is that your story or is it not? We sometimes come in and we attend church for ourselves. And sometimes we need to because we've just walked out of something and we need to come into healing, Okay, we need to come into a healthy community who's going to be around me and surround me, where um, maybe we only we have questions for God that only He can answer, and that's okay. But disciples are made to minister. What that means is there should be some outflow from our lives. There should be a shift that happens within our lives, where we go from getting prayed for to praying for others right? So we aren't just full-time students. Think of it this way. We're, we're, we're more of interns, okay? Okay? We're, 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 not, we're not full-time students and only in the classroom taking all the notes down. We are more like interns versus an on-campus student. It's working out what you've learned into the lives of others. Acts 1.8 says this, and again, this is Jesus post-resurrection, which is kind of a big deal, okay? So this is, this is the time in Acts 1-8, 40 days after he's resurrected. He says this to the disciples, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses ministering, right, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, in Kerrville, Bernie, Fredericksburg, and to the ends of the earth, right? 1 Peter 4.10 says this, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. And what that is and what that says is, are we coming to church to use our spiritual gift that God has given us to build up his church? Or are we still in a season that we know we've been healed from and we're still attending to receive? 
You know, so many times, actually not, not many times, but most recently I will say, I've been talking with guys who have had an opportunity to go to church conferences, um, camps to get poured into, and uh, what these things, well, what these conferences look like is, you know, there's praise and worship, and then you have like breakout sessions and opportunities to learn, okay? That's beautiful, and you're going to get poured into, and God can speak to you in this, but what I've been able to tell these men is that before you go and receive, make sure God gets his first. Like, make sure you go to these things and you sit in worship and you give God his praise. Like, you give God his worship. You give God his thanks for where you're at. And and then watch and see how he blesses you because we serve a God of order, okay? Let's give him his, let's come to church and give him his praise, worship, so that as disciples we we can become ministers, amen? And finally, as the team comes up and helps me close out this message, um, the fifth attribute is that disciples are committed to the cause of Christ. Disciples are committed to the cause of Christ. Some of us are committed to the church. Hey, this is an amazing church. Like, I've given my family to this church, given my life to this church. We've been here since 2010, okay? This is for sure fertile ground, for sure good soil, okay? Some of us come to church, and this is where we stop. We don't ever step into understanding that we are to be committed to the cause of Christ. But what, what is that? What is that cause? Well, the cause is being able to make sure that we take Christ with us when we leave this church. Outside of Sunday... Sunday is where we come and give God his. We get energized because there's a common union happening here. There's a community here. And when we leave, we are to be empowered to go and be Christ-like in our sphere of influence, in our workplace, in the people we're around. Here's another question. Do the people that you work with or that you're around, do they know you're a Christ follower? By your actions, by your attitude. I'm not talking about your words. Hey. Your words only hold weight if the action is followed by your words. Pastor Daniel, Pastor Janelle, they're on vacation right now, but I will say this, they are not trying to build a church that is only about Grace Avenue. They are for sure, we are for sure, God for sure is trying to build his church that is about his cause and about catching and grasping people and telling them, hey, I'm a disciple. Follow me as I follow Jesus. As I close, I had a story I wanted to share with you. Um, uh, I don't remember how long ago it was, but uh, somebody came to me and told me, Pastor Henry, I, I felt like in my prayer time, God told me I need to follow your leadership. And I said, that's pretty weighty. First of all, I thought, okay, that's kind of weighty. And then I, I, I asked him what, what he meant by that. And he was like, I don't, I don't know. I've just been praying. I've been asking God that I want some more. And he said, I feel like God said, follow your leadership. So I took that and I got curious about that compliment. I took, I was like, hey, that's a pretty good compliment. And I was like, God, what, what did you mean by this? And I heard nothing for maybe a couple of weeks. Fast forward, 
I remember being in one of the busiest seasons in my life and I was uh, asked to go to a conference, right? It was a very busy season. I knew the week I was going to have. This was right in the middle of that week and I knew I was going to connect with God. So I wasn't opposed to it, but I knew in the back of my mind, man, I got, I got a lot of things I got to be at and be somewhere. And so, but I said yes, but I gave God uh, a comment that said this, I'm going to be there, but no, if people ask me how I'm doing, I'm going to let them know. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to tell them I'm good. Things are great. The church is amazing. Like y'all are, but I'm going to be real first. So God called me on my bluff or it wasn't a bluff. I was serious. Actually, God said, bet. <laughs> um, for, the, for those older generation, that just means okay. I, I think. I think. So I'm walking up into this church, and I already see two campus pastors that, I, that we connect with. We text often, and they're like, bro, it's so good to see you. How are you doing? I was like, bro, I'm busy. I'm feeling the weight of the season. I could see like, oh, wasn't expecting, I wasn't expecting this. But I was, I was open and honest, right? Next campus pastor comes up, bro, how's it going, man? Um, how's the church doing? I'm like, church is great, man, but I feel, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling a little, a little busy, right? We go into worship and um, I know that God was pleased with the honesty because I kept second-guessing myself in worship. I don't know if you do this. Maybe I'm just conveying a little bit more than I should. But in worship, I started thinking about like, oh my gosh, what I shared, is it going to get to Pastor Daniel? And Pastor Daniel is going to be like, hey man, is everything okay? Do I need to pastor you right now? Right? I mean, my mind was racing through in worship, okay? And then I said, Satan, you need to stop taking captive my thoughts. I take captive my thought and I give it to the Lord, make it align to the Lord, right? When I did that, I felt a settling. The main speaker gets up and he starts speaking about, he starts speaking about his point. I don't even remember what his point was, but he interrupts his first point and he says, can I just say something real quick? He says, can we stop with the, everything is fine when we come to these conferences? Can we just stop with the, hey, I'm good, I'm okay. And I was like, oh my God, I feel seen, <laughs> right? And then the Holy Spirit reminded me, this is the reason why you got that sit down by that man that said, um, Henry, Pastor Henry, I want to follow your leadership because you're open, because you're honest and you're transparent. And that settled on my heart. And I've been on a mission to help men, to help people be that same way because I feel like there's an unlocking that happens when we are open and when we're honest. So my hope and my prayer is that I've been able to convey today that we are actually called to be disciples, number one, and we're called to go and make disciples. We must be bold enough to say, follow me as I follow Christ. When I was putting this message together, I really did feel strongly about uh, two categories of people. I'll pray for three, but what I mean is I had a strong call to pray for two specific areas of people. The first is those that have made Jesus Christ their Savior, but not yet their, his, but not yet their Lord. And there's a difference. So yes, Jesus, I believe you can save me. 
However, there's some things in my life that I don't want to give up. And I felt very strongly for the person who has not yet done that, and I want to give you an opportunity to do that today. I want to pray with you. I want to pray for you. The second group of people I wanted to pray for were those like myself that feel shame, that feel like I'm not equipped, I'm unqualified, I am, I cannot say follow me because I know me and I don't want you to follow me. However, if you're following Christ, we are to say, follow me. And I wanted to pray for those who are feeling shame. So could you do us, could you do me a favor? Can we, can we bow our heads right now? Because I feel like this is a holy moment where people are going to step into making a decision and they're never going to look back. There's a faith step for some of us that we're going to take today and we're going to know it. We're going to feel it in our hearts and we're not going to look back. And God is pleased with that faith. The Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God, which means that with faith, we please the Lord. If you are in one of these three areas today. I know I had two specific groups, but I'm going to open up prayer for three, three groups of people. The first is you've not yet received Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. I want to give you an opportunity to do that today. The second group is what I conveyed, those that have made Jesus their Savior, but they've not yet said you can have control. I fully surrender my life. I want to pray for you as well. And the third is those who are carrying shame. You feel unqualified. You feel like you can't say, follow me as I follow Christ. And I want to pray for you. I'm not going to ask you to come up, but I am going to ask you to raise your hand. So if that's you, if you're in any one of those three areas, you need to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. If you feel like you've received him as Savior but not Lord and are ready to fully surrender your life to him, I want to encourage you to raise your hand. Come on, let's be bold. Let's hold those hands high. And if you have shame and have carried shame and have disqualified yourself, I want to pray for you. Would you do me the honor and raise your hands? I see your hands. I see hands up all over the room. If you have disqualified yourself with shame and want to ask the Holy Spirit to empower you, I want to pray for you. God, right now, I thank you for every hand raised. I thank you for those who have been responsive and obedient to the response to say, yes, Lord, that's me. I pray, Father, that by the power of your Holy Spirit, it isn't my words, it's your word, Lord God. I pray, Father, that you would activate these men and women to pursue you and not look back, to give you their hearts fully devoted to you, Jesus, Lord God. We, pray, we, we pray and rebuke the enemy off of, off of their lives in shame and in, and in guilt, and we speak peace and we speak love over their lives, Lord God. Cover them right now in Jesus' name. God, I thank you for the opportunity to convey your message. Help us all in this room be better disciples of you and to go and make disciples for you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said...
Amen. God bless you. Well, I pray that that word blessed you. If you'd like to know more about Grace Avenue Church or want to know more about how to be a part of what God has called us to here in the city of San Antonio, or if you'd like to sow financially into our vision and mission, please visit us online at graceavenuechurch.com. Thanks so much for listening. We hope to see you soon.